And um, I'm going to present the vision. Then uh, the different leaders will begin to present their department. Uh, hopefully, it will come up on the, on the screen as well. But for leaders, you all have the presentation here. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. Now, you will not see the word church or the phrase church membership in the church. Just like you in the Bible. Just like you won't see Trinity in the Bible. But it's all over there. You know, it's all over there. And um, if you read verse 47, let's read from verse 46. It says, so continually, continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread, with, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness. Everybody say gladness. gladness. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So two things guided their disposition. Gladness and simplicity of heart. Gladness and simplicity of heart. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church. Did you see that? And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. So those who are being saved are not just left alone to figure out how they will live their life in Christ. The Bible says they were added to the local church. In other words, they were accountable to the local church. The local church was accountable to them. And some of the things that you'll be seeing this, uh, in this teaching, you see that how it is important to be part of a local church. Because, you know, I, I usually use this phrase that we're called individually, but together. In other words, you can't run, although you are called and, you know, you are accountable unto God, but you cannot run this race alone. And together, as we forge together, as we identify with the vision of the house, and we run together with it, we'll see the nation change. The Bible tells us in uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 7 of Jason, you know, they brought them before the other and said, see, see these two men who has changed the world. If two men can change the world, 50, 60, 100 of us can change, can do more than that, isn't it? So if two people have impacts, 50 people should have greater impacts. And what I'm saying to you is that, you see, everyone has a gift. Everyone has a calling. Everyone, there's something God has placed in the inside of you. You may not be able to sing. You may not be able to play the keyboard. You can sweep the floor. You can, and, and whatever you do, the Bible says that it, accounts, it takes account of it. And this is why I want to, the next thing I'm calling, because like I said, I'm calling you to be part, to be members of the church, official, we'll make it official by the end of the month, and I'm also calling you to serve. And the serving, I'm not calling you to be a volunteer, I'm calling you to serve. Amen? Amen. I am not calling you to what? Amen. To be a volunteer, I'm calling you to serve, I'm calling you to minister. Praise the Lord. You see, the difference between volunteer and ministry is that a volunteer offers his free time for nothing. But in the kingdom of God, God does not use idle people. Amen? 
So the truth is that it's not a case of like I'm just giving up my free time, time I can afford. Everybody that serves has something they're doing. They're busy. You look through the scripture, there's not one of them that God called that are idle. They are busy people. They have something to do. And sometimes when God calls, he calls you out of something to get out of something. So in other words, when God puts a call upon you, he's also telling you to get out of something. There are some things that we're doing that, not, that we don't need to do. So you have to be mindful of that. So sometimes God calls you in and calls you out of something else. Amen? Praise the Lord. So that is why you are not called to be a volunteer, but called to be a minister. Amen? We are called to be servants. Praise the Lord. And um, do we have, okay, uh, please bring this first slide up. So I want to introduce to you the trustees of the, of the ministry or the elders of the ministry as, as in, in biblical terms, the elders, you know, Pastor Joshua, myself and my wife, although technically, um, yes, um, Brother Afamos is secretary and treasurer of the church and Sister Melody. Amen? Yeah. And that's all the... Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, so you, thank you. You come to the next slide, the vision of the church. And this is telling you to do, to minister so that we can see this happen. The mission statement crystallizes in two words, city changes. Amen? So all of this, the whole goal is to change the city to reflect Jesus. That sounds audacious, isn't it? But two people did it. They made so much an influence. I'm sure we can do better. So the first one, five, uh, the, the, the five um, key, you know, if you can, let me just read it quickly. We are raising a generation of people through no counterculture, yet real to show the world what the world would look like under the leadership of Christ. You see, we are not called to blend with the world. We are called to be different. So be, be, be aware that you, you face persecution, you'll be criticized, and, you know, you'll be called names. But then, when we show Jesus, the world knows that there's a difference. We're a local church, which is multiracial and generational. So it's not a young church, it's not an old church, with a global perspective. Active in our community, demonstrating its power. Socially active, ministering to the poor and needy. And engaging in overseas missions. We gather in large celebration meetings for extravagant worship. Teaching of the word and demonstration of its power. So that's why, you know, um, we're stepping up our worship. There's extensive investment we're making. For example, we have an outstanding musician who will be training and teaching our worship team, you know, for the next three weeks from, from Monday. 
and you also have opportunity to learn. We're going to bring her back. She's going to teach um, keyboard playing, you know. So if you want to, Sanachetisha is going to say a lot more about that. But if you want to learn how to play keyboard, you have an opportunity to learn from an outstanding uh, professional. So extravagant worship, you know, is part of our celebration, you know. Um, then meeting in community, in life groups for prayers, deeper fellowship and communion for effective discipleship and spiritual development. So it is great that we meet in the big meetings like this, but we also have breakout meetings. We have, um, uh, we can call it cell group, what we call it life group, you know. We'll be set up life group that we can meet in clusters. We can be accountable to one another, reach out to one another better, you know, and make sure that nobody, nobody is forgotten. We want to make sure that everybody is accountable for. Everybody is looked after. That's, that's what we want to do. And the various leaders will come. Um, while Abigail is preparing herself, if you can encourage her as she comes to present DK. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, while Abigail is coming, then Sister D.B. Um, okay, so, yeah, so for DK, um, the purpose of DK, I bought Princess on behalf of Jessica, and because she comes, um, it's just, yeah, like it says, a space for young people to talk about what they face in life, um, because, um, let me think, the age range that we talk to, um, there's a lot of things that go on in their heads that you will just, you will never open up maybe to your parents or about or to people yeah, just in general, um, it's just a place for people to be able to talk about certain situations that they're going through. Um, and, yeah, things like mental health and family situations. Um, it's kind of being able to see what God says about it, praying together. Um, and as someone who attends, um, Princess is going to say a few things. So, like, in DK, it's a place where you bring like the real life issues you face like at school or at home and like in there we have like the biblical references of like what we should do and like how things should be treated and like for example like I don't know struggling I educate like struggling in school or like family or just different things you work on things you can't talk to like your parents about or some things you can't talk to about like your friends you just come and talk about it, like in DK, with everyone you trust, people who understand. And yeah, it's just a nice place to be on, be at on Sundays. God bless you. Yeah, Sadibi. Let's encourage her. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, this is the Kids Corner, K-I-D-Z-K-O-R-N-E-R, -E Kids Corner. And our ministry is the Ministry of Children. And what we set out to do, as you can see, is it on the board now? <laughs> yes, what we set out to do is to ensure that 
we raise children who are soaked in the word of God. And what I'm talking about soaked in the word of God is that we realize that if you don't catch them from the beginning, that we lose them at the end. So we try to secure them with the word of God, soak them. If you know how to drink Gary, Gary, you know this our soaking Gary. That's the way we want to soak them. That's the way we soak them. So that everything about them is the word of God. And they're able to challenge you. The second thing is to build a generation of children who will live and declare a stand for Jesus Christ unapologetically, without care. They don't care. We are raising kids that don't want to know, that don't want to care about the abnormal situation. They will stand up and tell you, but in my church, but the Bible says, because a lot of things are being inculcated at the earlier stage in their schools, in their play areas. So we're telling them, no, you're in a, you're a girl and you're a girl and Jesus loves you as a girl. There's nothing like I want to feel like a boy. Or I'm beginning to feel like a boy. We're getting them to pull down all those structures. Thirdly, to implement a robust and holistic curriculum that will foster godly relationships between our children and their peers in the community. Our children will not be misfits. They will fit in securely in the community. And that they're going to affect and influence positively the community. That's what we're raising them to be. We're not raising them to become, um, when they see other people, they feel small. No, our kids are the giants. They are the giants. They are the standard. And that is exactly the way we want to raise them. To work together with parents to instill a culture of love, discipline, obedience, and humility in the lives of our children and in their families. What we're saying here is that the kids' corner is not a separate body. We work with the parents because at the end of the day, they live with their parents. So we have this rapport with the parents. We want to know, are they doing what we teach them? Is there anything that is out of line? Are they falling out of line? What's going on? And we work with parents because we know that there is a possibility that what their child is demonstrating might be as a result of something that happened in school. So we sit down and we talk with them. Having said that, our call, and that is the call of the teacher. If you want to look over this way, have you seen the children over here? You can see them? They're all lined out. And the children say? Beautiful voices. Beautiful voices. So what we're saying is that, come close. Join us. Let's move this ministry to the heights. You will be blessed. And there is no doubt whatsoever. I've tried it. I've tasted it. I've bought the t-shirt. I've worn it. And it works. Join the children's ministry and you'll be blessed. I'm telling you, call it bribe if you want to. The Bible says that these ones, that their angels always behold the face of God. That is to say, if you come closer to them, then because of their influence upon your life, you begin to get small, small favors that nobody else will get. Whenever I get into problems, I say, oh, Father, remember the children I look after. Call it bribe. I don't care. That's what I do. And things will begin to happen. So we're asking you, talk to us at the end of today. Join us and you will be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please just, you know, while they're uh, doing the presentation, 
you know, think of the areas where you want to serve among all of them. That's the, the purpose. You know, identify. Let God lead in your, you know, whatever God lead in your heart to, you know, serve. Please prepare yourself for it. Hallelujah. And, uh, yeah, Pastor B.C. traveled to Nigeria. Hallelujah. God bless her. Uh, let me call Brad Willem. Hallelujah. The, the Chief Usher. Let's encourage him. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, I'm the chief of staff of, of all the ushers. And um, it seems simple, but um, sometimes it's not that easy to try to organize people. And um, those of you who are working in, or who has worked in the area where you have to deal with people, you see that human being is the most difficult individual to control sometimes. You see how our middle is all scanty. Everybody wants to sit a particular place. Nobody wants to see where you want them to sit. So that's part of our role. What, what we do as usher is to make sure there's a bit of orderliness in the house of God. Get people to sit where we want them to sit, even in the face of rebellion. So that's part of um, my key um, mission is to make sure that people are sitting nicely in the house of God, and they try to minimize as much as we can disruption during service. People walking in through prayer and crossing over this place, and uh, um, it's work in progress. We are getting there, and we'll get there by the grace of God one day. And um, I have enlisted the support of two beautiful ladies there. So, and. Um, the, the, the benefit of standing up from, for two hours is, is enormous, it's huge for you guys. So, and what that means is that while you are sitting down, other people are sitting down, their spine is not stretching. When you are standing down there, you are getting a lot. So I know, I know that's the first thing they have complained about. I don't want to be standing all day. But I tell you, you benefit more than those who are sitting. So, and um, apart from that, we also have to make sure that the offering and tithe we gather here are properly tidied up and deposited in the bank during the week. So if you are one of the people that want to touch money every Sunday, you are welcome to join us. If you know how that makes you feel, you can speak to Brother Brian and Sister Wumi. They deal with money every day, so they know how it is. It helps your well-being. So on Sundays, we tie the money, we touch money, so it's, it's, it's added benefit to what we do. And um, I promise you, you can't miss out on any of puff and anything going on, because in fact, you get the better part of it, because we work together with the hospitality team, so they make sure that, <laughs> they make sure that you have something even bigger than the people who have left here. Anyway. <laughs> so you lose out on nothing. So the ushering team is open to welcome anybody who wants to join us. There's, I promise you, it's not boring. You get them, we, we have things to do. We keep you busy throughout the service. You learn how to also babysit. <laughs> if there are children who need milk, who are crying, you support them to be quiet until after the service. You see? So thank you. That's what we do. Thank you. Praise the Lord. You can see our sales team. Are they doing well? Yeah, doing well. Hallelujah. I think um, I am hearing Brad Brown saying, I want to be an usher. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope I, I, I hope I heard well. 
Praise the Lord. Yes, let's also encourage Brother Ken, you know, hospitality and welcome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm here to represent the Ministry of Hospitality. Elias Ebana Kwondo. Ebana Kwondo means enjoyment. <laughs> so, we are part of the welcome team. In fact, uh, in, a, um, in our ministry, we, are, we make sure that our ministry is a welcoming church, you know, ministry of, you know, welcome people, make sure they feel at home, they are not left out, they are not feeling odd, so it's part of what you do. And um, at the end of every service, you make sure they have some refreshments, you know, we get them to know the senior leaders, make sure they have something to eat and drink. Because most people don't eat before they come to the church. So before they go home, we look after them. In as much as we look after the new members and the, our guests, we make sure every old member have something to eat or drink before they go home. So, and end of the day, we also make sure the cafe is being tidied up because we can't afford to leave it untidy. So we do the cleanup, the rubbish, and sweep, make sure it's clean. Otherwise, the owners of the building, we, we get in trouble with them. So it's part of our job to clean out and clean the mess. We make sure that pastor have something to drink as he's preaching. It's part of our job to make sure we provide water. So you make, you make sure that pastor will have less of water all the time. It's part of it. So we pay attention to those things, those little things. And most of the time, we have people celebrating. They come with their food. Uh, some parties, our wedding anniversary, they bring their food, make sure that people are being fed properly and in orderly. Also, helping to clear out the whole mess. It's a very interesting ministry. And then um, the, the members who are behind the scene, in fact, I think they get a better portion, <laughs> like Brother William said. <laughs> so it's a very interesting area. I would highly encourage you to join. Even we have a lot of staff anyway, but if you want to join, we will actually have to interview you. It's not something, <laughs> it's not something you just want to come in and go out. So we are highly, um, yes, yeah, we, we, people are looking to join. So we have queue, people who are the queue. So but if you want to, if you're still interested, you're welcome. Thank you so much. God bless you, Brian. Hallelujah. And uh, I want to call on the leader of uh, media and technical. That's uh, Chinedu. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So I am in charge of the media and tech team. It's, a, it's two departments, but put it together in one. And I'll explain why. So starting off with the mics, everything that you're using and you're seeing right now. The aim of the media department, media and tech department, is to make sure everything is intact and everything is managed throughout. As you can see, we're making some advancements. We didn't always have these monitors, but the aim is every week, as much as possible, we have to get higher and better. That's why you may see us struggling with these things because we're getting used to it. But as time goes on, you'll see the system working more efficiently. Honestly, what we do is, as it says there in the first bullet point, to create an atmosphere that enables true 
and true worship, true worship and engagement with God's word. Because when the environment is good, in terms of the music's good, the sermon, you can hear what the preachers are saying, the verses are on the board, it helps you to actually focus on the word, as opposed to focusing on distractions or anything else that may be going around. Secondly, as I said, setting up and ensuring everything is smooth. My great team coming from Clinton, Joe, Emmanuel, and also big Emmanuel that was with us before he went to uni. Everyone has been great in terms of working together with that. And I remember Clinton, before I went to university in 2014, we started a program where people were advancing. So you start off helping with the cables, and then you start off helping with the mics, and then before you know it, eventually you get trained upstairs. And that's what we hope to be launching. I know it's not too clear, but I'm hoping to start Depend on people that are interested, we'll start a program that will actually be step-by-step step in terms of getting you clarified in terms of what needs to be done with a media and tech team. My team is amazing. I think we have the best team in the church, and I know we do. So the reason why I say that is because my team were here by 8.45 at latest so that we can set up. The cables and all of those things, it takes time. And every single week, I applaud these guys because whilst I'm down here, they're doing a great job. Going on to the media things, I don't know if you've noticed in the group chat, we now have SoundCloud messages. So we have the message uploaded on SoundCloud. Going forward, forward our aim is actually to make ourselves visible in the society as city changes on all media platforms. Right now we're on SoundCloud, but as time goes, I don't know if you, if you look upstairs, you can see we're recording this right now. So next step is having video. And after the video, we're going to hope to start doing more short clips on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter. I don't think we're going to do TikTok. But every other platform that we can actually get the word across as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, we can enjoy God's word here, but we also need to make it accessible to the world. So that is what we do. And please, 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 if you're interested, come and speak to myself, Clinton, Joe, or Emmanuel upstairs, and they'll be able to give you more information. God bless you. Thank you, Chindedu. Please, the adults, you can still serve in that department. Not only for the children. Please, God bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah, it's my pleasure to also call on Sister Diola, who is in charge of uh, community and social engagement. Let's encourage her. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Good morning, church. I'm just calling on every member, one from each department, to come to community engagement. Everyone say amen. amen. Yeah, we want the kids to be in the society to talk about Jesus. We want the media to talk about Jesus in the society. We want everyone in community engagement. So that's what I'm starting with, that community engagement is all about us representing Jesus in the community. Amen. amen. So... Um, I'm starting with what I've said, that it's all our responsibility to make Jesus known in the community as city changer, just as um, Chinedu said. Um, and this seems to be like um, a new department, so I'm calling everyone from each team to come on board, especially the hospitality team. Bracken seems to have a lot of um, ministers at the moment. So what do we do? We have food bank. Can you raise your hand if you know about food bank? Okay, everybody. Can you raise your hand if you've ever been to the food bank? If you've ever been there? Not to collect food, but to be, to serve. 
Okay, as a sister, we may raise her hand. Okay, I've got a new volunteer. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, the food bank is one of the things we do to feed the community through the eyes of God and um, from, the, from the Father's house. We do have other ministers coming there, but we need more people to be on board. It's only one Saturday a month. You'll only be there one Saturday in the month, not every Saturday. So please, join into that. As um, community engagement, we want to develop social relationship with the, within the borough more because we're on the border of Bexley and, and Greenwich. So we need to make Jesus known, like I said, you know, regardless of what they are saying out there, we are brave through the power of the Holy Spirit to continue to do what we know how to do best. We want to create a befriending team. Who is interested in that? Oh, thank you, Chi. And Chinaza. Oh, thank you. We've got children here that are willing to go out for the Lord. So we want to create a befriending team that will be going out to the elderly. We're still looking at how to get the referrals for that and who we really um, want to be visiting. But we'll arrange that. And then um, once we have people that are willing to go out, it won't be just you alone. It will be a team. And we will know who we want to visit, who is willing to have us to spread the word of God and to just, you know, be there with them and do, even if it's just cleaning that they need us to help them to do, we will do it for the elderly in the community. So that is one of the things that we want to do. Um, we want to be able to organize suitable events that will benefit the community in the borough. And we're all welcome to bring our ideas, what we think the community needs, because it's called social engagement, community engagement with the community. So whatever you think, maybe you live in an area where you think there's something that is really needed. So please come forward and tell us what you are thinking and we'll reason together. There is something pastor said about there should be no lack in the eyes of God. So we're looking into that, and we will come back to you about how you can let us know if you know about anybody within the church that is in need of something, there will be a channel where you can let us know that so that no one lacks anything, and we'll all come together to, to support each other. So that is about it, that we are open to bring forward for the growth of the church and for the benefit of the community. Amen. So please, come forward because you'll be blessed. I know you're blessed already, but you'll be more blessed. Come to the food bank, volunteer to go out with us to do this befriending service in the community because that is what we're called to do. So we don't have to say, oh, I'm a Christian. They will be the one to ask you, why are you doing this? And they will know that is what the Lord sent you to do, and that is what we're doing. Amen. So as, the, as we evolve, we'll bring more information. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you, Sister Diola. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, before I call Sister Natasha, I want to call the man in charge of our money, Brother Afam. The treasurer of the church. The ego man. Thank you. Praise the Lord.
All right, quickly. Um, just a bit of history. Uh, when I came to this country in 2001, um, I came to the church. My wife actually brought me to the church yeah, because she was here before me. So um, I discovered a loophole, an opening in the accounts department because the accounts were not really properly kept. And I could do a bit of bookkeeping here and there. So that was when I started. You know, I joined, I tidied up the books, and, all, and so I, and I've been doing it until this day. So I've been doing it for about 18 years. All right. Now, um, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a bit of, a, of um, a commitment, really, because sometimes you find yourself there. I mean, you will send reports to the headquarters. We do a lot of things. And sometimes in the night, you could work until maybe 2 a.m. There are times I'd be on the computer trying to meet some deadlines on reports and so on. I think I could be there for about three to about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. The next day, I'll still go to my work and do things. But that's the calling, really. It's a commitment. It's something you get committed to. It's not uh, anything, I mean, in addition to whatever you do, you could be doing your work and so on. But the accounts department or the finance department is such that you manage, we manage the church finance generally. There's a kind of link between us and the ushers. So they do the counting of money. I also supervise the counting of the money and the, and the, this, and the um, deposits, uh, I mean, depositing the money in the bank. So what we do is that we collect, count, record, bank, bank and disburse church funds. All right? And then we maintain, presents, or uh, presents a complete and accurate financial records and reports. You see, this country is such that you can't mess up with accounts. You really can't. You must be up there for you to be, I mean, and by, by God's grace, this church has a record of sending the accounts earlier than many other churches. We always send, we're always on point in terms of accounts. And that's the way, that's the kind of thing I like doing. So. Apart from that, we reply correspondence from other members of the church and leadership, advice on financial matters relating to the church. So what, are, what, what, what I'm saying to you is this. You can actually learn how to do a bit of bookkeeping and whatever through that. And there are openings for trainings, even at the headquarters. We have somebody there, one Roger Brooks, who can actually train anybody. And I want, we want volunteers to come in so that they can be trained. It's something exciting. You can even get onto a profession from there. Hallelujah. So it's something uh, everybody, anybody can do. I work with Brother William and then Sister Yemi. They do the counting and all those things. Brother William is in charge of the depositing and all those things. So we work together. And there are one or two other people that I work But we need to recognize people officially. And it's a situation where when you come in, we talk to you, we speak to you, we tell you what it takes to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's something I will encourage everybody to do. In the house of the Lord, we can't just come in and go. We must do something. Do something that is worth doing. Help, support. Amen? Amen. And then, again, in conclusion, what I want to say is this. Anything about God is anything about uh, the work in the house or serving. It's about your commitment. It is unto God. It's not really unto man. When you start thinking about man and so on, you know, you will not be able, but you think about God. It's your commitment to God. And I tell you, there are blessings that go with it. Hallelujah. God bless you.
Thank you, Brafa. Hallelujah. Please don't be scared that you will stay late 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. Hallelujah. Yes, and so we just said that so that you will know that there is a need. There is need. You know, we have more hands, then you will not have to be staying late 3, 4, because you have to go to work the following day. Please, and also, even those who are doing account in school, you can also come forward, you know, because there you are doing the practical. You know, you learn apprenticeship free, and God bless you in Jesus' name. And also, last but not the least, Sister Natasha in charge of music. Oh, praise the Lord. I, I don't know what's happening with this. Um, it's so small that you can't even really see it, can you? So let me just find the page and read it to you. But, um, well, um, worship. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have to be able to sing or play an instrument. But worship is about so much more than singing or playing. Um, you know, the, the first point that you probably can't read there is... Um, the Father's House Music Ministry members lead the congregation in worship through music and song during all church services and meetings. Um, but spirit-filled worship can change the atmosphere and see people experience the healing and delivering power of our Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. And really, what we want as a ministry is not to just come and sing or to play, but to see lives transformed when we are ushered into the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is a new dimension of worship. And it's not, it's not actually a place that every church gets to, in honesty. Sometimes people will come and they'll sing. And, you know, you'll know yourself. There'll be times you'll be at home just worshiping God. And then you'll just feel his presence. And you will know that things are changing and shifting. So we're looking for people that really understand that, understand the spiritual aspect. Because you can have singing lessons, you can have keyboard lessons, you can have guitar lessons, but it's about ensuring that what's happening on the inside is congruent with what's happening on the outside. So what I mean by that is that you're, what you're singing is merely a spilling out of your heart towards God. And so uh, the second point, it talks about it being a Levitical service. You know, in the Bible, there's a tribe of Levi. And those individuals, actually, they were serving. As Pastor started talking earlier, he's not looking for volunteers. We're not looking for people to just come along and sing. We really need singers and musicians who want to serve, but using their voice as a mechanism. And you have to be able to spend time in the word. You have to be able to spend time in prayer as well as spending time sharpening your voice and sharpening your instruments. Um, from April, we're going to be introducing a community choir. So choir will become open. It's going to be open to anybody in the community, believers and non-believers alike, which is actually another reason why we need to make sure that our choir is really prayed up 
and strong in their faith because we will be ministering to others. And simultaneously, we're then going to launch a worship team. So on a Sunday, the people doing praise and worship won't be our choir because the choir will be a mixture of believers and unbelievers. We'll have a, a separate worship team. Now, the worship team, to become a member of the worship team, there will be a little audition because you have to be able to sing. And as we've said, not just about... Uh, and also, you have to be able to play for the band. And But also, and I guess to a certain degree, more importantly, you need spiritually to be in the right place. And then we also need things like punctuality, attendance, good communication, and all of those things that you would have to have if you were out there in a job, you know? Um, it's interesting when we look at our service in church, we often give far less than we would give in a job. So in a job, you don't just call a couple hours before and say, sorry, I can't make it and expect to keep your job. But yet somehow, for some reason, we just give less to God. So what we really need is people who understand that and understand that in the same way, you're not going to turn up half an hour late for work. You'll be on time for, for your ministry. Um, and finally, in order to support um, the ministry, uh, the Father's House is launching uh, tuition. So the first tuition that we're doing starts this Monday, actually, and it's for the band, where um, we'll have somebody coming in externally, paying her to work with the band, to look at areas of musicianship and technicality, technical skill, the ability to play on each of their instruments, but also how to come together then as a band. Um, and then after the half term, we will start keyboard lessons. Now, we've got limited spaces. The keyboard lessons will be divided into two areas. One will be for children and young people, and the other will be for adults. We really need more adults in the ministry. I love the young people, and thank you so much. You guys are doing an awesome job. Um, but the ministry is open in age. It's not just for young people. So um, if you've always, like me, desperately wanted to play the keyboards, and if I'm honest, just have lacked the discipline, um, then there is a space for you. So please do come and let me know. We are offering the spaces first and foremost to church because they're going to be subsidised. Um, but if there are any spaces afterwards, we're then going to open it out to the community. So it will also be uh, an awesome way of connecting with the community as well. And everything about our ministry focus is exactly what you were saying, sis. We are community-minded and looking at how we can really make an impact in our community. So we'll continue to do things like you guys have already been doing um, when you've been singing in community events and things like that. Can I just see a quick show of hands? Anybody really want to join worship? No? I'll ask one more time. Anybody? Oh, look, a hand, couple of hands over there. Bless you. Oh, see? So we've got the children chomping at the bit. All right, let me ask you another anybody can sing if you know that the person sitting next to you can sing and is not a part of worship i want you to raise their hand do you know that somebody can sing and they're not a part of worship so i can see one two three four how, how many others Right, are we at five? 
Listen, I'm coming for you, okay? Uh, so Sister Anita, we've got. Sister Adiola, we've got, we know. Um, Emma, over there. Jo I, I'm, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing just the, the, the chorus, the first verse of this song. I want you to listen to the words of it, right? And the purpose. Right. You gave me my hands to reach out to men, to show them your love and your perfect plan. You gave me my ears so I could hear you clearly. I hear the cries of sinners, but can I wipe away their tears? Lord, I'm available to use. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say to use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available. My storage is empty and I am available to you. God bless you. Just stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. Hallelujah. How much is the keyboard or the instrumental uh, lessons? Um, okay. So the keyboard and instrumental lessons range from £5 a session to £7.50 a session. So it's basically significantly less. Yeah, only. And if you look at it, I mean, for example, in my children's school for keyboard lessons, they want £84 every um, six weeks. So I think it works out something like £18 um, a session or something. So what we've tried to do really is to make it financially accessible for everyone. Um, and we are hoping to introduce... So the keyboards will be group sessions, in um, a maximum of 10 in a session. And, but the, we're also looking to introduce drumming lessons and um, guitar lessons as well. They will be on a one-to-one -one basis. But it can actually... I didn't even ask. A quick show of hands. Anybody interested in learning keyboards? Keyboards. Okay, so we've... We wonderful, wonderful. So please come and see me after service because we are, as I said, it's first come, first served, and we are giving first refusal to church members. Um, and then once we've got a list for church members, we will be giving it out to the community. Thank you. Uh, one more time. One more thing. Age. Okay, um, age. Well, we will have two sessions. One will be for children and young people because the way that children and young people are taught differs from the way slightly older ones are. A lot of it will depend, in terms of specific age, the minimum age would be four. 
you can, and even that, still pushing it, because the way that you would teach a child at four, five, six is different than you would teach even like a 12, 13, 14-year-old. So what we're looking at, before we're very specific with it, I want to just see who wants to do it, and then I can have a chat with our keyboard teacher. So it's at the moment, one session is an hour and a half, the second session is an hour and a half. If we get, for example, like we've got a huge enthusiasm in Kiddies Corner with children that want to learn. So it might be worthwhile that we do something with very young children for 45 minutes and then we have something for youth for 45 minutes and the younger youth and then the slightly older youth, like maybe 16 upwards, would join the adults for the hour and a half. We'll see. But first of all, I need to know what interest we've got and what ages we've got because we are interested in serving you if that makes sense, is the idea is not be so prescriptive. If you have it in your heart to serve through an instrument and you want to learn it, then as a church, we want to be able to support you. So age shouldn't be a barrier. Finances shouldn't be a barrier. All you need is your commitment and a desire to really learn. Okay? God bless you. God bless you. Don't go. Don't go. Hallelujah. Just wait. Hallelujah. There was a party. You know, there was something was to be done in one church and people were donating money. Then somebody just came up and said, I don't have money to donate, but I donate my head. Everything you want to use for the party, I will use my head to load them. Hallelujah. What am I trying to say? Anyhow, anyhow, everybody, you are here to serve. You can serve anyhow, anywhere. Hallelujah. So let's the leaders come out again. This particular leader, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out again. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. So you see them once again. Please, after closing, wherever you want to serve, you've heard their presentation, please meet them. Meet them where you want to serve. Hallelujah. And let us pray for them. Let us pray. Just pray for your hand. Thank God for these ones, for making themselves available to lead these departments. Pray for more unction to function upon them in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Somebody begin to pray. Everybody, everybody, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we commit these ones into your hand. We thank you, Father for the divine enablement upon them in the name of Jesus. As they have, oh God, made themselves available to serve you. Lord, we pray for unction, anointing to function in the name of Jesus. Increase them in every area of their life. Because as they do your work, you will water their own in the name of Jesus. All that concerns them will not be lacking because they have filled the void in your house, in your kingdom, so that you will not lack. Lord, they will not lack in the name of Jesus. Lord, they have presented, oh God, the departments, oh God, to the church. We pray for as many, oh God, you want to use among the members to serve in these departments. Lord, touch them in the name of Jesus. Select them by yourself, oh God, and let the name of Jesus be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we leave everything into your hand. You take preeminent. We give you praise. We honor you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let somebody give a clap up into Jesus.
Clap off into Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's rise on our feet. Feel my cup low. I lift it low. The testing of my soul. Bread of heaven. Feel me till I want no more. Feel my cup. Feel it all. Larry. Feel my cup. Feel my cup. Let that be your prayer declaration as we want to close the service. No man quench the testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed my cup, fill it up. And make me whole, feed my cup, feed my cup. Oh Lord, I lift it all. Come and quench the testing of my soul. And of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed my cold, fill it all. And make me whole one more time. Be my God, Lord, I'm Come and quench the dusty of my soul. Red of heaven, feel me till I want no more. Be my God, feel it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? The Lord wants to do a new thing. How many people want to catch that new thing this month? Hallelujah. This week, declare, Lord, do a new thing. Do a new thing in my life. Just lift up your hands and pray that prayer. And I say, Lord, do a new thing in my life. I don't know what you want. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Do a new thing according to your word. Do a new thing. He says, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's for somebody here this morning. Declare, say, Lord, I will see a new thing this week. In the name of Jesus, do a new thing in my life. I want to testify of your goodness, of your mercy, of your miraculous act this week, oh God, to your praise and glory. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the new thing you are about to do in the Father's house. We thank you, Father. Let it be according to your way. In the name of Jesus. As we live here, oh God, we thank you for our waiting upon you as we continue. Lord, no one will remain the same at the end of this month in the name of Jesus. We thank you for testimonies. We thank you for increase. 
We thank you for promotion. We thank you for elevation. Let your name below be glorified in every aspect of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we bring our children into your hand. We declare our children will not be nuisance on the street. We don't hear bad report about them in schools. In the name of Jesus, none of them shall be clubbers. They will not be drunkards. They will not be smokers. None of them shall become homosexuals, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, this one we stand out, oh God, and proclaim your word. Proclaim your name in the society. And people will know that they belong to the living God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare your excellency upon them. We break every hold of devourer in their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.